Hello and welcome back to Theater Beans. My name is Chloe and today it's just going to be me and I'm going to address a serious topic today. Um, addressing bullying specifically in the school. So before I get started, I just want to point out that there's going to be a lot of information. So if you ever have to pause, go back, feel free feel free to do so because all this is very important especially from the educator perspective all right with that being said let's get started um so first off we kind of need to know what bullying is that definition so um it is a form of youth violence in the education setting uh, cdc defines bullying as an unwanted aggressive behavior or behaviors by another youth or group of youth members it involves an over served or perceived power imbalance and is repeated multiple times or can be highly uh high likely to be repeated um, it can also inflict harm or distress on that target, um, like physical, psychological, social, and or educational. So I kind of want to dig a little deeper into understanding the different types of bullying, because when we're in our classrooms, when we're in the hallways, when we're in our office, we're going to see different perspectives all the time, and we need to be prepared and know what bullying could look like at any moment um, when we see it or when a student gives us that information and addresses it to us. So, uh, first off, being physical. That can be anything from kicking, hitting, tripping, and or pushing. Verbal. Name calling, teasing, uh, as well as verbal assault, and we'll dig into that a little bit deeper in a moment. Um, relational and social, so spreading rumors, leaving out the group, uh, cyberbullying, and then damage to property of the victim, so throwing their backpack in the trash, or keying their vehicle, or stealing any of their personal property. Sometimes bullying can turn into criminal categories, no, also known as harassment, hazing, or assault, um, so with that verbal assault, you know, threatening to hurt them in some way, um, to, which will impact the target, um, the target's mental state. So that's also something to consider. And also, when we're looking at criminal categories, this is usually when there's no intervention um, involved by the adult or bystanders. Um, so hopefully, if that is something in your classroom, that is a responsibility on you to start building up those expectations to make sure that students aren't bullied in your classroom or on campus. I think another important part of understanding bullying is the, st the statistics involved with it. So 19% of students in grades 9 through 12 report being bullied on school grounds. And that's the age range of 12 to 18 years old. And the highest percent of bullying experience is um, through hallway or stairwell. That is at 43.4%. Now, with the information I'm giving, I'm not quite sure if that is directly related to physical or verbal um, or even social or damage to property of victim. But either way, that is a quite almost 50% of the time um, 
when students are getting bullied, they're getting bullied in a hallway or stairwell, probably because there aren't, um, you know, teachers or any forms of security really approaching, understanding, have that knowledge of what bullying could look like. Um, we also have bullying in the classroom. That's the second highest at 42.1. Cafeteria, outside of school grounds, um, online or text, bathroom or locker, or somewhere else in the school building. Um, that was ranging from the highest to lowest incidence. With that, approximately 40, 46% of students from the age groups of 12 to 18 report to an adult at the school, which is really good. Um, 46, I'd love to see it higher, but it's really good to know that our students um, globally recognize that an adult figure will be willing and wanting to help them um, when they are being bullied. Uh, in addition to the statistics, we also want to dig a little deeper into cyberbullying. Um, again, among students ages 12 to 18, 15% um, were bullied online or by text, something that we can't inherently see. So it's really important to start building those ideas of how we can be better teachers when addressing something we can't necessarily see. And I'll talk about that a little, little, little bit later on um, how we can do better as, as teachers. And then the last statistic under cyberbullying is 14.9% of high school students were um, electronic, electronically bullied in that 12-month period. Uh, period. And this is all based on a survey that um, that the stopbullying.gov provided. The next thing I want to address is the types of bullying. Um, so this can fall into any of the categories that we talked about before for the bullying types. Um, so being the subject of rumors or lies that's at 13.4. Being made fun of, called names, or insulted, that's at 13%. Pushed, shoved, tripped, or spit on, at 5.3%. Leave uh, Being left out or excluded, at 5.2%. Threatened with harm, uh, at 3.9%. Uh, others tried to make them do things that they didn't want to do, at 1.9%. And property was destroyed on purpose at 1.4%. So, unfortunately, these are very high incidences. And hopefully, uh, as we are learning more about how to uh, have bully prevention, we can learn how to maybe limit or sh um, lessen those percentages in our classrooms and our schools and our districts. And lastly, for statistics, I wanted to address that bullying is one third of the globe's youth. That the one third of the youth all around the world is bullied, and that can range anything from low as low as 7% um, in one country to 74% in another.
So it has quite a large range, and it's going to be different with every um, country um, because everyone has a different low socioeconomic status, and that can also be a factor into youth bullying, um, especially under uh, wealthy countries or within wealthy countries. Um, another thing to think about, too, is immigrant-born youths in wealth wealthy countries are more likely to be bullied than um, the locally-born youths. So it's something to consider. Immigrant-born youth in wealthy countries are more likely to be bullied than locally-born youths. We see this a lot in the U.S. Um, unfortunately, um, students that have different cultural backgrounds, race, race, nationality, ethnicity, can be bullied because they are seen as quote-unquote different. Um, so it's really important to understand um, those students who are more at risk. Lastly, because this is from the teacher perspective, my understanding and my experiences, I also want to give you some information of how you, as the teacher, um, can help the victim and stop the bullying uh, so you are no longer seen as a bystander because we never want to have our students be bullied. We watch them being bullied and do nothing about it. At that point, we are we are the same as the bullies that are hurting that victim. So, a couple of things to consider when you are going to address bullying. Schools are a primary place, um, so it's really important that in our classrooms, even if you can um, offer the idea to your principal about maybe hosting a rally of some kind um, in the gymnasium to talk about the expectations of what our school should be like when, um, in terms of bullying, that it is a no bullying zone. We want to be supportive and make sure that it's a safe place for students where they can feel accepted, um, knowing that their differences should be welcomed rather than hindered. And then also, knowing how to respond to bullying is only part of the fight. We know you have, we have to continue that fight because if only one teacher is recognizing it that one time, I'm sure those bullies, if they are not addressed properly, they will continue to bully other students without um, outside of your eye range. So communicating to other educators to make sure they are doing their part in bully prevention as well. Um, with that, so some things to know about when you are stopping bullying, preventing bullying is knowing the definitions between what is bullying and what is not bullying. There can be a fine line involved with that, so I want to make sure that you are capable of looking into warning signs and maybe even recognize some of our students that may be at higher risk. Like I talked about, students that are more um, are in the lower income in their socioeconomic status of their family, as well as race, nationality, ethnicity, um, can affect if a student is bullied. Um, recognize uh, that in your school, 
and addressing bullying that you have to establish a safe school's climate. So having some type of presentation for your entire school to watch, including the educators, the staff and faculty, as well as the students to recognize that um, they, we don't, we don't approve of bullying and we will recognize that if someone's being bullied, we will stop it immediately to the best of our abilities. The best way to respond um, when you see bullying is, of course, respond to it. So stop it on the spot, find out what happened, and support all students involved. Let's say you're watching this situation and you know that student A started something and student B was the victim. Still listen to both sides of the story. That way the student realizes that um, their voice is being heard as well, even if they are in the wrong. After you have um, really looked into and analyzed what's going on, then you can start the repercussions and the consequences of um, the bully being the bully. Teach your students the rules and policies of the school community, making sure that you're going to explain the expectations involved on campus and off campus. So even being letting them know that uh, parent involvement can be very positive um, in bully prevention and checking in with your students. If, if your student is um, unfortunately more likely to be bullied, how can the parent be of benefit of understanding the school policies to make sure those same expectations are treated at home and that way those students can receive some emotional understanding from their family members. So some simple steps for us as teachers to stop bullying and kind of keep it a safe space or the goal to keep it a safe space is intervening immediately um, and it's okay to get another adult for help. Separate the kids that are involved. Make sure that everyone's safe. Um, if it is a medical matter and someone is extremely injured, that's a good time to call 911 and make sure there's another adult there. Um, meet for immediate medical or mental health needs, so taking them into a separate, separate space, understanding their perspective of the story, making sure that they're both physically and emotionally okay. Stay calm. You're the adult. You're the authority figure. So reassuring the kids involved, including the buyer standards, that everything is going to be resolved. However, there will be consequences. So staying in that calm matter when addressing those things. And then model respect behavior when you intervene. You know, you're no better than being the bully and treating the bully like you are a bully um, because then you're teaching your kids nothing. So making sure that you have that respect involved. Some things to avoid or that can be misconstrued as common mistakes is don't ignore it. You should never ignore bullying. And don't think the kids can work it out without adult help. Especially on those lower levels um, or where you see consistent bullying within students. It's okay to ask for additional adult help. So making sure that it can work out. Don't try to sort out the facts, just make sure that the students are okay first, that's our priority. Um, don't force other kids to say publicly what they saw. It may be a little embarrassing, a little uncomfortable. Don't question the children involved in front of other kids. Again, that is a private matter that needs to happen in a private setting, in an office, or with a counselor. That way everything can be addressed 
as honestly as possible because I have a feeling that students, if it's mentioned publicly, they may try to hype up the mistake, hype up the bullying in some way, or maybe misconstrue it um, where it's not totally honest. And then finally, don't make the kids involved apologize or patch up relations on the spot. You know, if it was verbal or physical or damaging property, that's a lot to happen to a student. So making sure that we are giving the space needed um, before any apologies happen. And lastly, if things were to get extremely serious, um, these are times where you would want to seek police help or medical attention. One, if a weapon is involved. If there are threats of serious physical injury. Threats of hate-motivated violence, such as racism or homophobia. And then um, serious bodily harm, sexual abuse, or anyone accused of an illegal act, such as robbery, extortion, so using force to get money, property, or services. With that being said, that is all the information I have today about bullying prevention. So making sure you understand the definition and the different types of bullying that is involved. Maybe some statistics that you can go out to make sure that you lower in your area, in your community. And then some helpful tips for our educator friends to be supportive for our victims and to make sure that our school is a safe place. I want to be able to do this podcast without uh, uh, without some research. So I would like to acknowledge um, cdc.gov slash violence prevention um, was very helpful in my study and my understanding of bully prevention. It addressed the violence pre- prevention um, that provided def- definitions, a video, and a couple other videos, and the understanding of consequences when bullying isn't prevented. It also provided information about prevention strategies and a goal also known as STRIVE, so S-T-R-Y-V-E, to end youth violence around the globe. And my last source that I wouldn't be able to do this podcast without it is um, stopbullying.gov, another source that is very valuable in understanding um, facts, definitions, laws, and policies for bullying. And they also have a really neat training course for educators, parents, and the community, and additional links to end bullying. All right. Well, that is a wrap for today's podcast. My name is Chloe, and this is Theater Beans, and I really enjoy being here and being able to talk and address these topics. So feel free and to come back to the next podcast. Looking forward to it. Have a good one. Bye.